Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, July 28th, 2021. Well, if you drive past a a gym or a fitness center this morning, you're probably going to see a lot of cars in the parking lot. And that's because people care about their physical strength and they're willing to invest time and money in increasing that physical strength. Well, today I want to ask you, what about your spiritual strength and how can we get strong spiritually? That's an important question for all of us to ask and an important thing for all of us to seek, to seek that inner strength. And as we think about that, we're going to see how our strength is ultimately only going to come from the strength of God. And so there will be some things as we see today where we need to wait on the Lord and rely on his strength. That's ultimately how we will be strong, but that doesn't mean that there aren't any proactive steps that we should take uh, to foster that strength uh, in ourselves. So let's start with Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 24, where right at the beginning, we are commanded to be strong. Uh, Strength right there, that's a good thing to notice. Strength is a command. We are commanded to be strong. Look at Ephesians 6.10, it says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So there, you, you see a little bit of what I was talking about. There's an imperative, a command. Hey, you need to be strong. You're commanded to do that. But it's not a strength that we just muster up on ourselves. It's we're strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And this spiritual Strength is so important because we we see there in verse 12, the struggle that we are in is a spiritual struggle. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. This isn't an athletic competition like the Olympics. This isn't a, a war like we see physical uh, military war going on in our world. This is a spiritual war. And so we need to be spiritually strong. And so even as we think through the proactive things that we should do, it it tells us to take up the armor of God. So let's look at these. And I want you to consider, are you taking up these pieces of armor to prepare yourself for the spiritual fight? It says in verse 13, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. So there, we're to take up the armor because that's going to help us stand. Therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Uh, That's a good thing to consider for yourself. Do you have the belt of truth on? And even uh, many times the belt was an important part of uh, the Roman soldier's wardrobe because many times they would wear a long tunic. But that idea of girding up your loins, what that means is they would take kind of the loose flowing ends of that tunic and tie it up in their in their belt so that they were more ready and agile and, and the flowing parts of their garment would not um, hinder them in combat. And I love the image of that, really the belt of truth, that we're tying up the loose ends of our mind with the truth of God. Are you doing that? 
Are you tying up the loose ends of your mind with with God's truth or are those loose ends in your mind just kind of left there flowing and tripping you up when it's time to fight? Uh, Consider that. Next, it goes on uh, the breastplate of righteousness, putting on the breastplate of righteousness. And I love this image of righteousness really protecting our hearts. That's what the breastplate did. And that's a good reminder that our own personal holiness even is one of the greatest defenses we can have in the Christian life. When the battle is out there and we are seeking the Lord, that's one thing. But when we have taken a wound to our heart because we have dropped the guard of our righteousness, that's a problem. And that's where we we can be reminded uh, that this righteousness even doesn't come from us. It's first and foremost imputed to us by Christ, and we must rely on his help to pursue Christ-likeness and righteousness. But that is an important part of our defense. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. I mean, are you ready at all times to share the gospel? And are you letting that gospel of peace first and foremost impact your own heart and your own mind. Uh, These are important things to uh, consider. And next, it says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So there we're reminded um, that the shield of faith, that's our defense. And I love that picture and even the idea of some of these big shields that you can hide behind, right? What's going to help us when the enemy is shooting his darts is really hiding behind, taking refuge in just a faith in God, a trust that he is in control and that he loves us and that he is powerful. That faith is going to be our shield. The helmet of salvation, and I just love thinking how assurance and knowing that we're saved, that's something that will just calm our minds and protect our heads. And then the offensive weapon and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So you see there, uh, the word of God uh, met with prayer is a very powerful weapon. And so we see that. Uh, here. And so look at these pieces of armor and again, maybe pick out one or two that you really want to think about putting on today. And how do we be strong? Well, that is part of it. And maybe we start here with the proactive part. It is a command. Be strong. Put on the armor of God. This is the responsibility that God is calling you to. But we are reminded we are to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. So let's consider now the strength of his might, because ultimately it does come down to God and his strength. Our strength is not going to be something we can just muster up on our own. It must be something that is reliant on God. And so as we consider this and look at this, let's go back to the Old Testament now and let's go to Psalm 89 again. Psalm 89, we look at verses 11 through 19. And as we look at these verses, uh, we're reminded of the strength of God. Verse 11 says, the heavens are yours and the earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it. You have founded them. And then in verse 13, it says, you have a mighty arm. Strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go 
before you, right? There's a picture of, of God and how strong and mighty he is. And then we see really the godly people are, are the people that rely on his strength. Verse 15, blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength and by your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King, to the Holy One of Israel. And so there we we see that the godly ones, their glo- God's is the glory of their strength. So it comes from God being this awesome, mighty God, and that's where the strength of godly people flows from. So it's good for us to be reminded today, yes, we have some responsibilities, some things we are called to do, but ultimately the strength comes from God. He is strong. And even remember the shield of faith, right? Our faith in God and his might is ultimately what will give us might and strength. And I think we see a good example of that in Second Chronicles today, 19 through 21, as we read about this King Jehoshaphat. Now we see clearly Jehoshaphat's weakness was his association with Ahab. We saw that kind of yesterday in our reading, and we'll see him get rebuked for that today, and we'll see the devastating consequences that has with his son uh, in chapter 21. But we see some good things here, uh, just that Jehoshaphat does. And in chapter 20, we see his prayer when a multitude comes out to fight against Israel, and we see his confidence in God. Uh, look there in chapter 20, in verse 6, as he prays, he says, O Lord, God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. In your hand are power and might, so that none is able to withstand you. And so there we see uh, just his confidence in God. And then even him uh, remembering the things in the past that belong to God. And then God sends word uh, through this priest to, to speak to them. And he gives them this encouragement. He says, do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours, but God's. And there again, I think we see kind of the balance we need to have in our perspective from all these readings today. We are commanded to be strong uh, and we're commanded to put on the armor of God, but we're also reminded the battle does not belong to us, but it belongs to God. And so I think we we need to have that balance that, yes, we have responsibilities, but ultimately we trust in God and the battle belongs to him. And as you think through your own life today. May you feel both of those. God is calling you to action, to put on the armor of God, but God is also calling you to faith, to watch and see what he will do. And so as you pursue spiritual strength, may you really look for both of those things today. And finally, just a display of incredible strength that we see is from Jesus in Luke 8, 26 through 39, as he casts this demon who says his name is Legion, uh, and he heals this man in a way that strikes fear into the heart of the people of the surrounding areas, but also strikes wonder in this man who then 
departs and goes everywhere uh, declaring how much Jesus had done for him. And so may we be people who have beheld the power of God, not just in the world, not just in creation, not even just in the word, but in our own life as he has set us free from our sins. And may we proclaim throughout the whole city how much Jesus has done for us. And as we focus on Jesus and what he has done for us, may that also help us build spiritual strength. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.